0: Hello and welcome to the Corona Chronicles, a podcast documenting the experience of living through the coronavirus pandemic of 2020. I'm Max Lee. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, and thank you for listening. Today I'll be talking to Callista Hainsworth, but first a quick update from the news. The storyline of President Trump expressing frustration at the shutdown and his desire to get the country back to work soon continues as he eyes a date near Easter for the return. Ford announced a partnership with General Electric to make ventilators, but warns not to expect production until early June. This highlights the consequences of Trump's failure to prepare for this outbreak. Internationally, the Olympics have officially been postponed to 2021, which I'll discuss in greater detail in an episode coming later this week, focusing on the effect coronavirus has had on sports. In personal news, my brother has had a strong headache throughout the day. And while that is a far cry from a COVID-19 diagnosis, it is something my family is monitoring, as these symptoms would be from exposure right around when he left San Diego. So wishing, wishing the best for Sean, and let's get into an interview with Calista. Calista, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: oh, of course. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so let's get into it. What was your semester like before coronavirus?
1: So before coronavirus my semester was going pretty fast I think um I really really was into my classes this whole year like I was just really in the groove of it and it started to like feel real as we were approaching the end of college like I could finally see the end of the horizon you know but um yeah everything's just going normal I think.
0: Gotcha and then when did you start to take this seriously and think that you know this is going to affect you?
1: Probably after I got home yeah, once I got home and really nobody was seeing anybody, I was like, "Oh shit, like this is real."
0: And when was that about?
1: I got home last Monday, which was the 16th.
0: So that that's a little bit on the later side. What what let's get into I guess some of your your schools what they've done. What when was it announced that You'd be switching to online classes. I'm assuming they've made that they've made that announcement by now. But when was that announced? And when did when did things start changing for you school wise?
1: Yeah, so our spring break was supposed to be the last week, the 17th to the 22nd. And so a few days before we were supposed to leave, they hadn't made an announcement about anything, and all the schools around us were. So we were kind of waiting to hear. Like we just thought that we would get a few weeks off after spring break and that's what they did announce at first it was um online for the next two weeks after a break and so everyone was kind of happy about it just because you know we want time off but um i personally thought that it was just gonna be i saw it as like an uh, extension of spring break so i thought i'd be just like hanging out with friends like you know nothing would change and then as soon as like we got home they announced that we'd be off for the rest of the semester so I'm kind of sad about it.
0: So I guess that means that the past past two days you've had your first day of online classes how have those gone?
1: None of my classes are requiring me to log on at the actual class time which is nice but I kind of wish I had like some structure so like they're really just posting assignments and I can just do it at my leisure but yeah I'm not really finding the motivation yet.
0: (laughs) And you're you're kind of in an artsier field right? Um, are your classes this semester in the in the artsy realm and how are those doing online?
1: I'm taking graphic design two. Luckily, that's pretty easy to have online because I have the programs on my computer. But I was taking a graphic design history class and our project, we we're doing this big group project, and it was designing like unconventional costumes and we were planning um, like a big runway show at the end of the year So thinking, going into break, thinking that we were coming back after three weeks, I took home like half of my group's costume and we were just going to like do them on our own, come back and like assemble them together. And now that whole project is scrapped. So that was like a majority of our grade. So
0: you're not going to have a Zoom fashion show.
1: No. Actually, my professor suggested that, and I guess somebody emailed her separately and shot it down. So she's like, never
0: <laughs> So in, in general, how would you say that your school has handled the situation? Have they announced room and board plans, that type of stuff?
1: So I did live on campus this year, so I've been getting like the refund updates. And they are doing um, housing refunds and meal plan refunds, and that email just came out today, actually.
0: That's good. And do you think that they handled things in a timely enough manner or in the end, is it not super important, do you think?
1: Um, I think they did, yeah. Like I said, they just kind of go off what everyone else is doing, but they were right on time, I think.
0: Shifting gears a little bit, what have your days been like in your quarantine?
1: I'm a very social person. So when this all came about, I was like, what am I going to do? And so everyone is like on online, they're all like make some art, you know what I mean? But this is what I do year round, like, you know? So I've just been doing that. Um, obviously like all my classes are more like digital art. So I think I've been just messing around with more like paint and like drawing and stuff. So like I've been trying to make little projects for myself. I've been binge watching Love Island. <laughs> That's the only show I can binge watch. Uh, yeah, really I wake up at like 2 p.m. It's really bad. I make my coffee, I watch TV all day, I do my little art stuff, and then I go to bed.
0: <laughs> you were always a bit of a night owl.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got melatonin because I stayed up till six one night, and I was like, this can't happen for the rest of the quarantine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been tough finding the motivation to get back on East Coast time. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, coming from the West Coast, it's like, well this is basically midnight, right? But it's not three o'clock in the morning. And then are there any precautions that your family is taking to ensure everybody's health?
1: I'm not, like, me and my brother aren't really allowed out of the house, but no one's hanging out anyway. There's nowhere even to really go. My brother and my dad are staying home, and then my mom and I have only been out to go grocery shopping and just really, like, adamant about washing hands and stuff and, like, really trying to not bring anything in.
0: How would you say this has affected your mental health? Because I know you mentioned that you're a social person. Has this taken a toll on you or have you been surprised with how you've been enjoying the, the alone time?
1: When I was at school and I would come home for the weekends, like I would find myself like crying myself to sleep. I don't know what it is. Like whenever I go to bed and I'm not high, I will just like think about everything wrong in life you know what I mean and so I just like I cannot fall asleep and I will just cry and that's what I was afraid of if I'm like alone at night you know it just like leaves me time to think and I just like get sad and it sucks so yeah I was like how am I gonna do this for months and so that's partially why I like got melatonin to like help me sleep but um no it's been pretty good like especially facetiming friends and stuff like it's helped I don't know, I guess maybe I just got it all out of my system because I was like that the first few nights. It's easy to like slip into that sometimes, and I'm just like, to like stop, like go to bed, you know. Yeah. But um it's definitely something that I consider myself one of those people where like I've seen people on Twitter like considering like I have to have a busy schedule for my mental health. I was like, I identify with that, and I never thought I would be the type of person to identify with that. So I was definitely, like, worried going into this. But, um, yeah, I've held up all right. It could be a lot worse.
0: How would you say this has affected your relationship with your boyfriend? Because I know, you know, he, he lives nearby, but you probably weren't expecting to have to do long distance with somebody cool. that's nearby.
1: <laughs> I've been so used to seeing him every day for the last, like, three years. Even just going a weekend is, like, tough, even though that's so sad to say. Like, people do, like, months at a time. And, um it's only been a week and yeah, we're just like feeling the distance, even though he lives in Connecticut, but obviously we can't see each other. So it's like, we're just, we've been FaceTiming like every night and then just like trying to stay in contact, but um, it's definitely not like us. So I think it's good for us, honestly, to like be more apart. And I think distance is going to make the heart grow fonder and all of that. I'm supposed to move out tomorrow, go back and get my stuff. And so he's helping me move out. So I'm going to see him then. But that's kind of like as an excuse to see him. And so after that, who knows when I'll see him because, you know, I'm not supposed to see people.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was definitely that the hard part for me and Megan is just you don't it's unexpected. And then you also don't know when the next time is going to be. And that's, I mean, that is a benefit of technology is that we can continue. You can still talk to somebody. You can still see them all the time. You know, if this was 50 years ago, you can't be making those long distance phone calls. It'll cost a fortune. So that's definitely something that I'm, that I've been grateful for and starting to appreciate more. And maybe in a similar realm, but what do you do when you need your spirits lifted?
1: Definitely listen to music. I would just pick songs that, Tend to how I'm feeling at the time, and like I'll go on like drives by myself because I do need my alone time. And like my mom's been starting to get on my nerves, even though it's like I have to take a step back and be like, She's not the enemy, like, I don't want to be like hostile towards her. Um, yeah, and then I'll just put myself in my basement, like, throw myself into my art and stuff, and just put on a show. Really, that's all there is to do. Just know that like it's temporary, and yeah, we'll get through it.
0: And how would you say that this has affected the way that you consume the news?
1: Uh, I think it's definitely increased, like, before everything. I'd say I'd probably check the news maybe less than the average person. I don't know. I don't really, like, with Trump and everything, I don't even want to know what he's saying, you know? But now it's definitely important to know what's going on, because everything changes drastically day by day, so yeah, I'm just trying to keep up to date.
0: And where do you usually go to get your news?
1: I'll just like Google like latest updates. Honestly, I'll just read a bunch of articles that come up.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's usually how a little peek behind the scenes for the news section. (laughs) I usually just Google coronavirus and there's a couple of things waiting for me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Last couple of questions. What has given you hope throughout all of this?
1: I think what's really helping is the celebrities who are really enforcing this. I think seeing everybody across the country, even on like the West Coast participating and like enforcing everything is helping. And then like when I'll go out to the grocery store seeing literally nobody on the road, I'm like, okay, like people are actually taking this seriously. And I think that's really important. So that that's giving me hope, just the fact that it's um, being taken serious by everybody.
0: Final question, how I end all of these interviews. What do you think the world looks like on July first of this year?
1: I think by then people are definitely it's not gonna be how daily life is now. I think all this really hardcore self-isolation could not keep up until then. I think people are actually gonna go insane. And I think at that point people are just gonna, you know, say F it and like, I'm going out, you know, I don't even care anymore. Hopefully by then, I think corona will have affected. A way higher percentage of people I think a lot of people are gonna get it inevitably and then um it's hard to say
0: it's,
1: it's really- right
0: in that <laughs> time slot where it could we could. there's a lot that could happen on that day we could still be in it we could be completely out yeah. of it
1: it's just crazy how much has changed in the last like three weeks so it's really hard to say in like four months it's scary
0: yeah. I mean and that's what's been weighing on my mind is the uncertainty. You know, you usually have a sense of what things will be like and well my personal life hasn't changed that much over the past 2 weeks or I guess since since I've been home it's been a pretty consistent routine but that's what's that's what really scares me is just not not knowing.
1: I don't know. I just feel like people aren't like it's it's only been about a week for me, you know, and it's felt like so long and I think straight up. People just aren't strong enough. I don't think the economy can even take four months of this. So like something's going to have to change before then.
0: I'm yeah. still waiting for the first guest to come in with a radical new economic system on July 1st, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, thanks so much for joining me, Callista. This has been a treat. Thank you. Um, yeah, my pleasure. And thank you to everybody that's listening. This has been the Corona Chronicles and we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode.